Welcome to the Stuff You Should Have Learned Before Now podcast. This is your host, Alec Freeman, and this is the place where we learn what we should already know. Those things you should have learned in school, but maybe you were sick that day. Those bits of wisdom your parents meant to pass on to you, but just forgot. Those life lessons that you missed because you just weren't paying attention. But don't despair. This is the place to get you caught up, to get your life back on track by focusing on those rather obvious but easily missed strategies for living life to the fullest, for success and continued progress. So stand by for some more stuff you should have learned before now. Well, Alec Freeman with you today, and today I want to talk to you about how to put more persuasion into your conversation. Uh, We all want our ideas to be heard. We all want our ideas to influence others. But there's one extremely powerful tool that can uh, put you in a league, uh, a very elite league, in your presentations. Now, I know you could, where where are you going to apply this? Uh, This could be just in friendships. It could be in your educational pursuits. It could be uh, obviously in career, particularly those who who are in sales or in leadership and management. Uh, It's all about persuading people, isn't it? To to persuade them to a different course of action or to uh, cease and desist from a a harmful or non-productive course of action. And we talk a lot about here on the Stuff You Should Have Learned Before Now podcast about uh, a self-discipline and uh, correcting our own thinking and and uh, guiding ourselves, managing ourselves in a proper way. But when it comes to influencing others, we need to be persuasive. And there's a tool that stands out uh, in a, just a remarkable fashion of its um, ability to persuade. So uh, stand by and we'll talk about that right now. But right now I want to talk about a little bit of something that maybe you'll find helpful especially if you've ever considered uh, being a podcaster too. Okay, we're back, and what is this key? Well, let me tell you a story, and it will set it up. Uh, A few days ago, uh, we were doing a presentation uh, here in our fair city, where I live, uh, that uh, before the Board of Zoning Appeals, and this is a board appointed by the mayor of our town, And uh, if you are producing uh, something on a piece of property, developing a piece of property, uh, and it does not uh, fit the current zoning guidelines, if you're looking for a variance of those guidelines, approval to do something slightly outside those lines, you have to go before the Board of uh, Zoning Appeals. And they'll either give you a variance or deny your variance. So I went there with uh, our, uh, our project manager who's overseeing this project, and our architect, uh, who has done the the lead design work. And maybe I should tell you what the project is. Well, the stuff you should have learned before now, World Headquarters, is in need of some additional parking adjacent to our current World Headquarters building, where my plush and comfortable office is. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the particular piece of property that we have purchased is actually four pieces of property that we purchased, all adjoining. Uh, and we've done some demolition of some uh, uh, structures that were there. Now we're going to develop this into a parking, but it it was not zoned to be a parking lot previously. So we need a variance to that. So uh, there was two presentations ahead of our slot. We were number three on the runway before the board, and 
the first two people, one was a, an apartment uh, uh, business and uh, they were seeking a variance also for parking. And uh, then a, uh, a retail establishment uh, where a, uh, a new Starbucks, oh, can I say that on the online? I guess I can. It's a free country, freedom of press. You either like Starbucks or you don't, that's up to you. But a uh, new Starbucks uh, location was going in and they also needed a variance for this, uh, this particular development. And then there was our little trio and so forth. Well, uh, the first uh, one didn't go so well because they wasted a lot of time in their presentation giving statistics and facts and the narrative of how they got there and what this used to be, what it needed to be. And, and there was shuffling of papers all over the desks and finally they got their variance. The second one was actually a, a particular healthcare facility owns the property that they were now leasing to the Starbucks company to develop this new Starbucks location. So uh, uh, they did a little better. They at least had a packet of materials that they gave out and it had the land drawings and all that. So you see the, uh, the Board of Zoning Appeals members frantically flipping back, what page are we on? What are we talking about? And uh, they got their variance and then we were number three. Our architect, who's been a friend of mine for uh, quite a number of years, and so we have a relationship both professionally and personally. But uh, he had two foam boards mounted with, with two simple things. A picture of the property as it is now, and a picture of the property, a drawing, of how it will be when the, jo when the, when the job is complete. And it was very obvious to get from A to B we need a variance on the zoning uh, structure, the zoning regulations. So it was just very simple. He throws up his boards, everybody says, oh yeah, I can see that. This is what we want to do, see that. And interestingly, this is another really cool thing, uh, it just made sense. He could picture, that it could be pictured. He, he visualized it. Now I'm getting close to the persuasive technique in just a moment. And it's really simple and one you need to think about. But. Uh, not only, and we were going to, we were planning to do this in two phases, develop half the parking now within about a three-year time frame, develop the second half and do it in two phases. We did not ask for this, but the, the city representative said, by the way, we're just going to go ahead and recommend that we give them a variance for both phases now so that if they want to proceed, they can just go right on. Well, thank you very much. It's seldom you get more from your government than you ask for. But in this case, we walked out very happy. Why? Because he did this, and this is the persuasive technique. You have to tap into people's imagination if you want to really persuade them. They have to visualize it. They have to see it. In this case, here was a visual. This is what it will look like when it is done. We can envision that. Now, oftentimes, you don't have foam board presentations or the best PowerPoint or display or audiovisuals. But you have your voice and your imagination. Paint pictures with your voice, your language, your intonation. If you simply drop that into your thinking, in my persuading, I need to paint a picture of what this will look like. I will paint a picture of how this will solve your problems if you buy my product. I will paint a picture how if, if you will listen to me and allow me into your friend circle, how this can be mutually beneficial and how this can work. If you will marry me, this is how I can make you happy and fulfilled and safe and secure. You need to tap into the emotion and you tap into the emotions via imagination. Help that person see what they would not otherwise see. That's why I told you the story I just told you about going before the Board of Zoning Appeals. 
you were not in that room. You don't know what the board members look like. Uh, you don't know what those foam board pictures look like, but you could picture as I told that story. Uh, the other people, how they struggled a little bit, a little bit of how, how it all trans, transpired. But just telling the story paints a picture that then becomes persuasive. We got more than we asked for from the Board of Zoning Appeals. And that because I believe we were more imaginatively, visually persuasive. There, I gave you a case study and you didn't even know it. Well, I want to just encourage you to just think about how I can in, 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 inject into my conversation, into my appeals, my presentations, my sales pitch, my conversation, more imagination. Now, it takes some imagination on your part to help that other person imagine what you want them to see. But just think about how can I draw the picture. Imagine they don't know anything about what I'm talking about. What details do I need to fill in? What shading? What mood do I need to create? And the more you practice, the more you'll be able to use this powerful persuasion technique of engaging someone's imagination. In fact, sometimes I do it. I've done this in public speaking many, many times. It's a very powerful technique to just simply tell people what you're doing. And I will simply say, I could have done that even in this presentation. Hey, let me borrow your imagination for a moment and then tell the story. You're very honest. You're very upfront. You're telling them what you're doing. But just using that that, that little verbal cue to say, I now want to borrow your imagination. That says something in their brain to say, okay, I'm now going to imagine what I'm hearing for, uh, stated to me or shown to me or demonstrated to me or acted out for me. But uh, it is very, very powerful. So you try that. And I want to encourage you, try that before today gets out. If you can tap into people's imagination, you can be very, very, very persuasive. And that may be something you should have learned long before now, but right there, we got you caught up. Thanks again for listening to this today. Again, on the uh, Stuff You Should Have Learned Before Now podcast, this is Alex Freeman. Looking forward to talking to you again very, very soon. Well, thank you so much for listening today. And let me just ask you to be sure to subscribe to the Stuff You Should Have Learned Before Now podcast so you will not miss a single episode. This is Alec Freeman looking forward to seeing and talking to you next time.